Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries, of curiosities, of oddities. Join Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. It's Cuenca Fest, and I've got places to be, so let's get to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a citywide festival, and it is loud. It's huge. There are people here from all over South America, and uh, it's really like a nonstop week-long party. It's it wild. Is. Yep. The streets are full. They're all shut off. Uh, it's just miles and miles of arts and crafts. and uh, Vendors and foods and... Food and food. Oh, man. Food. We had a Chilean empanada the other day. Outstanding. You know what it was like? It was like a really giant pizza pocket. Kind of. Yeah. I love trying new food. That's a straight up lie. (laughs) Why would you even say that? (laughs) When I do try something new, the first thing I ask is, is there cheese in it? And they seem concerned, like maybe I have like a lactose intolerance or or, or Mm. an an allergy to cheese. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, but we can take it out. And I'm like, no, no, put more in. (laughs) It's got cheese. I'm going to try it. We could put cheese on a shoe and I would try it. Probably. How do you say cheese shoe in Spanish? Queso zapato? <laughs> cheese shoe? Is that right? Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> Duolingo's finally paying off. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first? I would. Thank you. All right. Morning glories. They are a fast growing perennial. They've got large funnel shaped flowers and heart shaped leaves. They're absolutely gorgeous. And the heavenly blue variety is a bright, vibrant blue with a yellow center. And that flower is what the morning glory pool in Yellowstone is named after. The morning glory pool is a stunning hot spring located in the upper geyser basin of the national park in Wyoming. Whenever I think of Yellowstone, my mind immediately goes to the fact that that's a super volcano. Yeah. And what are we doing standing on it? My first thought is Yogi Bear. Hey, boo-boo, <laughs> how's about a picnic basket? 
Jellystone National Park. Hmm? There is a paved trail in front of the Old Faithful Inn that runs all the way to the Morning Glory Pool. Morning Glory is about a mile and a half walk from the Old Faithful Geyser. And Morning Glory Pool is number 39 of 165 things to do in Yellowstone National Park. That's according to TripAdvisor. The pool is about 23 feet deep or seven meters deep, and it's a gradient yellow green. It's yellow around the edges, getting more green closer to the center. Oh. And then depending on the weather, it can look a little bit blue in the middle, in the very center. I'm certain I've seen photos of this. Well, back around 1883, when it got its name, Morning Glory was a spot-on choice for a name because it resembled the beautiful flower and gardens, that bright, vivid blue. It had a funnel shape and this crystal clear, pale blue water. It was like a precious gem, and it was described by early writers as a stunning robin's egg blue. The water's color was a result of high temperature, and the heat powering these hydrothermal features comes from, as you mentioned, Yellowstone's volcano. There is molten rock or magma, they estimate just a few miles underground, as few as three miles. There's like yeah. literal well, magma. Let's all go to Yellowstone before it blows up, everybody. <laughs> Rain and snow provide the water that seeps thousands of feet below the surface. There it gets heated and then it makes its way back up to the surface. These hydrothermal features also serve as habitats for microscopic organisms known as thermophiles. Something lives in that? Yeah. These thrive in extreme heat, as you could probably guess from the name thermophiles heat lovers you know you you got there all by yourself i didn't have to sorry about that so though they can't be seen with the naked eye trillions of them gather together to create colorful masses and these organisms derive their nourishment from energy and chemical compounds that come from the nutrients within the water in the hottest water, you'll find colorless and yellow thermophiles, while the cooler waters house orange, brown, and green thermophiles. Can you just imagine living in temperatures close to boiling with the alkalinity of baking soda, water so acidic it can burn through your clothing, and they're like, this is great. <laughs> So what made this cerulean hot spring change to a much less vibrant yellowish green? Well, it's, I think you can probably guess the answer. It's people. Are people peeing in morning glory? <laughs> uh, well, probably, yeah. I mean, absolutely, yes. That's so disrespectful. Unfortunately, visitors began throwing coins, oh. trash, and other objects into the pool, obstructing the water flow and disrupting the delicate ecosystem. Back in the day, visitors, park officials, and even scientists had this thing where they would toss soap and lye into the geysers to make them erupt. It was so common that by the late 1880s, hotels and gift shops actually struggled to keep soap in stock. And this is according to Yellowstone Science. Wow. Now, as more and more tourists were arriving at Morning Glory Pool, they could not resist the urge to throw stuff in it. Come on, you guys. 
The soap thing, that's one thing. At least, you know, you get some kind of a reaction. Although, again, super volcano, you're tempting fate with soap. Don't. All the trash ended up settling at the bottom and the sides of the pool, blocking their vents and messing with the natural heat circulation. And this caused a whole bunch of other microorganisms to invade the pools and mess with the delicate ecosystem. This ecosystem is what created the color of the morning glory pool. And the change means the color changes. Geothermal waters can get as hot as 250 degrees Fahrenheit. So staff use a long mechanical arm to pick up trash within a reachable distance. Mm -hmm. But that's not always going to be effective. The Morning Glory Pool only had one natural eruption. That was recorded in 1944. But then in 1950, the staff decided to induce an eruption to clean out the vent. Oh, They were thinking, okay, well, if this ecosystem's been effed with, we're going to go ahead and try to uneff it. They lowered the water level by siphoning it. And when they siphoned it, the water level lowered, which is hard to say, and the pool erupted. When the rangers got to work cleaning up, they found so much garbage in this pool. T. Scott Bryan's book, The Geysers of Yellowstone, says they discovered $86.27 in pennies, 76 handkerchiefs, some delicate items of underclothing, logs, And a couch. A couch. These rangers were seriously worried about the impact of all this human nonsense on the color of morning glory. And not just the color, the ecosystem. A sofa? Yeah. How? People are ridiculous. Somebody threw a sofa into the hot spring. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. Where did it come from? I mean, usually people, they go to Yellowstone to camp, maybe stay at the lodge. Did they take the sofa from one of the, they certainly didn't pack the sofa in with their tent. I don't, I don't know how. Oh, I want answers. Maybe it came from a local inn. Maybe. Maybe it was the staff at a local inn who were like, what do we do with this old gross sofa? Let's toss it in old morning glory. (laughs) Yeah. So the National Park Service has placed signs and educational materials to discourage visitors from throwing objects into the pool because we need to be told these things. However, reversing the damage caused by human interference is a slow process and could take many years for the pool to regain its original vibrant colors, if ever. Again, it's an it's an ecosystem of tiny, tiny microbes that creates these colors so you can't just you know clean it out and it's fine again it's it's a whole thing so the former bright blue cerulean of morning glory has changed over the years you can see photos on the info webs of its slow change into this dank yellowy green color and then a little bit of its recovery but it's it really varies and it depends on the weather too what the color looks like just because you know how the sun affects the you know in fact i did notice on tripadvisor morning glory pool had one three star review because quote it wasn't as pretty as i had hoped (laughs) 
I'm sorry, someone threw a couch in there. Like, I feel personally offended for Morning Glory Pool. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Anyway. First, you throw old furniture into me. Yeah. And then you insult me. It's like if I kicked your face in and then went, oh, you're not as cute as you were before I kicked your face in. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Anyway, it's important to remember that preserving the natural beauty of places like this, I mean, it's the point of national parks and it requires humans to be respectful and thoughtful. And that's not always a nice and easy thing to ask. Especially when you have furniture that needs to be disposed of. Right. So please keep in mind when you're visiting the gorgeous places of the world, uh, don't be a Dink bag. I think that holds true regardless of the beauty of one's location. You mean don't be a dick bag? Just don't don't be a dink bag. Yeah, no, that's fair. I got my information from Yellowstone Treasures, Yellowstone Nationalist, USGS, NPS, and TripAdvisor. Remember the story about the guy who uh, was looking for a place to hot pot in uh, the hot springs in Yellowstone? Oh, yeah, vaguely. It's like a 23-year-old kid. He was looking for some place to to do that. He went to stick his finger in the pool to check the temperature and he slipped and he fell in and uh, cooked him. And there's a rumor that the minerals just dissolved him. But I don't I've not been able to verify that. But the guy scalded to death. Yeah. Yeah. That's just it's that hot. And there's a really unique formation that happens around the edges of these hot springs. And it's, I forget what it's called. It's like geosite or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it creates this kind of rocky, crusty edge to these pools. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And Morning Glory doesn't have that anymore because people have slowly stolen all of it. Chipped it away. Yeah. Yeah. And the sad thing is most people who took that probably don't even have it anymore. Oh, no. What's this rock? Oh, I don't remember. I know where all my rocks came from. And you know where your sofa is right now, too. That's right. I'm laying on it. The other one's in storage in Orlando. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. You know, as your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that gets easier. I remember once hearing my sister tell my little niece, if you put your pants on, I'll give you some fresca. And when kids can start to reason that they get something, if they do something right, it's a lot easier to manage them. Having that conversation about money with your kids, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made just for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on the kids' spending and savings. While kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Your kids will learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to the games that teach kids skills in a fun, accessible way. When I was a kid, I had expected chores and then I had bonus chores. And bonus chores were where I earned money. And so if you're thinking like, hey, my kids should be doing stuff around the house. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But maybe there's extra ways that they can learn how to be a successful financial money person. What was one of the bonus chores that you had to do? (sighs) Rub my mom's feet. And what did that pay? 
I don't know, like a quarter or something. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate their life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash oddities. That's greenlight.com slash oddities to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash oddities. I've got to tell you, the longer we've had our aura frame, the more I love it. I have kids and they live about 3,000 miles away and my daughter is expecting a child and she has been sending me updates on her baby bump through the aura frame. And since I can't be there to experience it with her, it's the next best thing. And speaking of mothers, if you're looking for the perfect gift to celebrate your mom in your life, Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and super easy to share photos with the Aura app. And here's the thing, if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. We love Aura Frames and living so far away from family, thanks to Aura, it's the next best thing. It's like, it's like almost being there. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Box of Oddities freaks can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Oddities at checkout to save. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com and use code Oddities at checkout and you will save thanks aura frames for bringing my family a little bit closer and now that thing in the middle once upon a time in a land not so far away there lived a fellow by the name of martin luther a priest with a knack for stirring the pot now martin wasn't your ordinary run-of-the-mill theologian oh no he had a bone to pick with no less than the Roman Catholic Church itself. And he didn't tiptoe through the tulips when it came to his opinions. So when Martin wasn't busy nailing his 95 theses to the church door, which is the medieval equivalent of a mic drop, he was writing. And write he did, and with the kind of gusto that would make a scribe's quill quiver in excitement. And amongst his writings, he had a peculiar fascination with a certain horn-headed, tail-toting figure. The devil. In his writings, he claimed he had more run-ins with demons than a ghostbuster. And how did he fend off those nefarious spirits? Well, prayer, sure. Song, certainly. But it was his secret weapon that really showed his disdain for the diabolical. The power of flatulence. You see, Luther had a particularly pungent way of dealing with the devil's temptations. According to him, a well-timed fart had the power to send Satan scampering. In 1531, Luther wrote, quote, I resist the devil, and often it is with a fart that I chase him away. When he tempts me with silly sins, I say, Devil, yesterday I broke wind, too. Have you written it down on your list? Hey, Cat and Jethro Thomas from Texas here, longtime listener, referred by Scared to Death with Lindsay and Dan Cummins. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Anyway, I also have a crumbling shoe story. What is this phenomenon? Yes. 
Backstory, my brother and I have all worked retail, meaning being on our feet a lot. I've worked retail grocery and pharmacy since the 90s. Started as a grocery bagger at my first job and transitioned to retail pharmacy. Consulting, sales, later on. Means I'm on my feet a lot. My mom wanted the best for her son. So she bought a pair of, I'm not going to say the 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 brand. brand, yeah, because it actually comes from our home state of Maine. She heard that this one brand was the best dress shoe uh, for your feet, you know, for professionals that are on their feet all day. She bought us a pair almost every year as back-to-work shoes for two decades. (laughs) They were until I used my most recent pair of dress shoes to wear to my brother-in-law's wedding, and they fell apart on the way to the reception. What What the heck? What the hell? Uh, That's so weird. What a weird, specific thing to have people writing to us about yeah my shoes fell apart on the way to a wedding reception too yeah weird dan cummins by the way coming up at the comedy connection in providence on november 17th and 18th comedy connection by the way where ray harrington performed last night it's kind of his home club ray of course a good friend of yours from college he's a funny guy Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Box of Audit. Hang on, we just got a text. Not sure we made our... Okay, that can wait. This is The Box of Oddities. All right, this might sound a bit unbelievable at first, but I promise, I promise you, this is true. It's about a very smart horse. Oh, okay, I believe it. Horsies! Let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, no, it makes it sound like it's not real. Uh, But yeah, once upon a time in Richmond, Virginia, there was a foal that was named Lady born with a a unique blaze and three white stockings. Lady! Now, Lady wasn't any ordinary horse. She was adopted by a woman named Claudia Fonda, and her husband as well, but uh, she was the one that really took care of the horse. And Claudia had this foal since it was just a few weeks old. 
Lady wasn't just your everyday smart horse who could do tricks like maybe count by pawing the dirt or something. With Claudia's guidance, Lady learned to identify letters using children's blocks. The neighborhood kids were amazed by Lady's intelligence. And they would play games with her. They would hide a thimble in the field somewhere, and Lady would go and find it. Stop it. She never failed. She always found this thimble. I mean, you know, in between the times that she's learning the alphabet. And it wasn't long before Lady outgrew her alphabet blocks. So the Fondas um, made her a typewriter. What? One day, Lady, out of the blue, typed the word engine. And a few minutes later, a tractor drove by. And so that made uh, Claudia think, how the hell did... It's like she was psychic or something. The coincidences didn't stop there. Lady began answering questions that seemingly had no way. She had no way of knowing the answers to. So soon her name evolved from Lady to Lady Wonder. I have a question. Why, why if she recognized that a tractor was on the way, wouldn't you assume that she heard it rather than she's psychic? I guess because Claudia didn't hear it, and it was a while before it, you know. Oh, jeez. Okay, that's not the most impressive thing. It gets more impressive. And by 1927, Lady Wonder became a household name. For a dollar, anyone could ask three questions. And they came in droves. About 150,000 people asked Lady Wonder uh, their burning questions, and she became so famous that the city council had to label her an intelligent horse to avoid hefty fortune-telling fees. Oh, my God. Lady Wonder's predictions became the stuff of legends. Whether it was, it was horse races or political outcomes, she was spot on. She even predicted the outcome of the 1948 presidential election when everybody else got it wrong. How <laughs> have I never heard of this? Do you remember that iconic photo of Harry Truman holding up a copy of the Chicago Daily Tribune that says, Dewey wins? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Lady Wonder knew it was Harry Truman. Oh, my God. All along. Lady Wonder exhibited an extraordinary connection with other animals, especially her fellow horses. It was an uncanny bond that was really underscored when she astonishingly selected all 28 winners at Baltimore's renowned Pimelco Racecourse, which is where they host the iconic Preakness Stakes. Holy shit. 28 out of 28. That's not even like mathematically. Yeah. Like, wow. But her abilities extended beyond her horse kin. Uh, there was this one. T- okay. There were people that didn't believe it, of course, you okay. know, and one of them was a New York based psychologist named Thomas L. Garrett. And over the course of his career, he had debunked numerous mind readers as charlatans. Uh, same with fortune tellers. Yet when he went to try to debunk Lady Wonder, Lady Wonder told him that his dead dog, Mickey, was actually still alive in Florida. What? (laughs) And to his astonishment, he uncovered a deceitful plot by a Long Island kennel. They had falsely reported Mickey's death, fabricated a sham grave, and then lucratively sold the dog through their Florida outlet. Holy shit. Overwhelmed by this... 
Garrett couldn't help but hail Lady Wonder as a, quote, genuine phenomenon. But the most amazing part of Lady Wonder's story is yet to come. Oh. In December of 1952, the parents of four-year-old Danny Matson from Quincy, Massachusetts, were overwhelmed with distress and grief. Their son had vanished from their residence in early January of the previous year. Despite offering a hefty reward, five grand, that's a lot of money at that time. Yeah. It still is. Uh, for any information, every possible lead had hit a dead end and the investigators were completely baffled. Mm. In an act of sheer desperation, Quincy District Attorney Edmund R. Ewing had heard about Lady Wonder and thought, what the hell? So he was grasping at straws at this point. A trusted friend of his journeyed to Richmond to seek Lady Wonder's guidance on the off chance she might provide some insight. So his friend went to Richmond and to their astonishment, this psychic horse suggested they focus their efforts, quote, in water and specifically pointed to the vicinity of the Pittsfield, Massachusetts water wheel, which is a well-known or was a well-known local landmark. Okay. Now, Ewing was confused because he had personally funded a search at that particular landmark to no avail. But then something dawned on him. Perhaps the horse was referring to Wild's Pit, which is a, quar a quarry about 400 yards from the location the horse had given. Now, even though previous searches around the quarry had turned up empty, uh, Ewing, driven by a mix of hope and desperation, invested $500 to sponsor another more thorough investigation. Okay. The discovery was shocking and heart-wrenching. Danny Matson's remains were uncovered, submerged in the waters of the quarry, just yards from where Lady Wonder had uh, provided a location for. Oh. But that's not all. Another agonizing mystery was unraveling in uh, Illinois. This time, two young boys had inexplicably disappeared, leaving the town very confused and concerned. Obviously. Authorities and search teams had scoured every conceivable location, but their efforts seemed in vain. So enter Lady Wonder with her reputation for solving the unsolvable. Stop it. She pointed to a segment of a river as the location where the boys would be found. Of course, lots of skepticism, especially since prior investigations of the river had yielded no results. However, trusting Lady's uncanny insight, another exhaustive search was launched. It had been several agonizing months, but sadly... Lady's forecast was tragically confirmed, bringing closure, albeit painful, to the town. They found both of the boys in this area of the river that Lady Wonder pointed to or um, spelled out. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that Claudia is a child murderer. <laughs> and, yes, and travels all over the country. Got a very specific M.O., drowning. I never looked at it that way. Leave it to Cat Walls. 
1952, the Los Angeles Times reported, quote, as a prophet, this horse seems to be about as faithful a replica of Nostradamus as the 20th century has produced. Oh, my God. Uh, the journalist's research, her, her research revealed that Lady's notoriety had reached Capitol Hill. There was at least one senator at the time who was an active voice in shaping our international politics, and he allegedly consulted with the horse uh, instead of his constituency before making any moves. Oh, my goodness. Well, we know, like, Reagan consulted psychics, right? Yeah, well, I think, that, yeah, Nancy Reagan, I think, did, yeah, and through her... He did. Yeah, that's right. Given Lady Wonder's extraordinary abilities, three renowned parapsychologists, doctors J.B. Rhine, Louisa Rhine, and William McDougall, conducted comprehensive tests on her. The trio unanimously acknowledged the horse's psychic talents, their endorsement. <laughs> Wasn't given hastily, they subjected the mare to rigorous blind testing and other deceptive tests, typically reserved for humans, and she succeeded in every challenge. Again, how have I never heard of this? I don't know. I had never heard of this either. It's wild. The three experts remained steadfast in their belief throughout. <laughs> now, there were skeptics, of course. Of course. A, a horse, horse is a horse, horse of, of course, course, of course. course. Some said Lady was just following cues. Sure. That it had all been, or it had all been a play of averages, but many of the things that she predicted, especially the solved cases, seemed way beyond mere chance. Right. The mind-reading mare once predicted her own death, oh. or, or at least her own, the age of her death. Uh, she predicted she would die at 30. She actually lived to be 33. Lady Wonder is buried at a Richmond pet cemetery nestled away in a residential area with 2,000 other animals. So whether you believe in her psychic abilities or think it was some series of well-played tricks, one thing is for sure, Lady Wonder left a mark on history. Here we are 100 years later and we're still talking about her. Right. And uh, she still remains a source of mystery. Nobody really knows for sure what that was all about. Uh, my source information, Huffington Post, Medium Magazine, and Mental Floss. Wow. How about that? That was delightful. And sure, some of those things could be coincidences. And some of those things could uh, have been tricks of the trade. But it doesn't explain a lot of it. You can't explain away all of it. It's, it's very fascinating. It really is. I'm looking at a picture right now. She was very pretty. Oh, she was very pretty. Yeah. I have this mental image in my mind of like one of the neighbors wandering into Mr. Fonda's workshop and he's he's building something and uh, the neighbor's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Oh, just just building a typewriter for my hoss. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if Lady Wonder and... That other horse, the the other smart horse, the boy one, um, if they had had horse babies and if they would have spawned a race of intelligent horse. Do you remember that other? Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of the name of of, of him, but I hear he was a real stud. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just glad they never met because their offspring could be plotting the overthrow of the human race. And we, we just don't have time for that. It's true. It's true. That was really fun. Thank you. 
I thought you'd like that one. Yeah, you did say that earlier today, and you weren't wrong. <laughs> As always, guys, we love hanging out with you. We appreciate you taking the time to spend a little bit of time with us. Otherwise, we'd be extremely lonely. Mm. Um, you can go to our website, theboxofoddities.com, for all things Box of Oddities, from merch to uh, the link to our Patreon site. If you want to support us and become a member of the Order of Freaks, uh, you can get ad-free episodes and monthly Zoom calls, which, by the way, reminds me, we are due for our monthly Zoom call. We are Zoom. We're Zoom do. Zoom do. Zoom do. I don't know what just happened. I think I had a stroke. (laughs) Well, Kat's recovering. You have a great day and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. And so, let it be known that the box of oddities belongs to you and its fate is in your hands. Therefore, it's been requested by those to whom I report to beseech you for assistance. We ask but one thing of you, to provide a five-star rating and a positive review. True, that is two things. However, tis merely a five-star rating and a positive review. Also, subscribe to us. Okay, so three things is all we ask. Three things and three things only. Henceforth, the Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. history but hate when it's stuffy and boring well look no further and join me katie charlwood your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books as i delve into unsolved historical mysteries murders by gaslight and of course women who have been misrepresented through all time on who did what now the history podcast that's not your history class listen wherever you get your podcasts hi i'm neil and i'm ken and we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.